Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. And welcome in. Good Friday to you. I'm Michael Bork here listening to The Rebel Report. I'm glad to have you talking Ole Miss and Liberty. A bunch of stuff to get to, none of which related to the return of Hugh Freeze and the storylines that come with it. I have a feeling you guys have heard enough about that this week. I've talked enough about it this week uh, on the other shows that I do, all, you know, 20 of them or so. Um, I've talked about it enough. I have a feeling you guys have heard about it enough. It is a conversation that I'm glad is coming to an end. So I'm going to spare you that today. We're not going to talk about Hugh Freeze and and all that stuff and rehash the old done that enough and I have a feeling you guys are sick of it too so let's actually talk about football today I've got a few things for you first Kiffin had some comments this week about the health status of a handful more than a handful of his players and volunteering injury information again I wonder why we'll talk about that also Matt Corral's health how should he be used I have been asked if it would be smart for Ole Miss to just go with Luke Altmeyer and just rest Matt Corral this week. Is that feasible? Can they do it? We'll talk about that. Also, of course, two questions as well. It is Friday, so I've got two questions for Ole Miss going into this game against Liberty, in which Bruce Feldman, Bruce Feldman, by the way, who I like, I think he does good work most of the time, but here, here is all you need to know about national people as we get started. On this Friday. Here's what you need to know about national people. They don't watch your team. They don't watch games in the same way I do, honestly. You know, I've got a kid now, so things have changed at least a little bit. Like Saturday, I, I will be on the move. We've got an event to go to Saturday after or Saturday late afternoon. Um, but I watch, and you probably watch more football than most of these national guys, I swear, because they say things like what Bruce Feldman said yesterday in their uh, their picks column about Ole Miss and Liberty. Here is the direct quote. Upset special. Liberty at Ole Miss. It's Hugh Freeze's homecoming game, and he's bringing his star quarterback, Malik Willis, who will cause a bunch of problems for a reeling Rebels defense. Expect Freeze to have a bunch of tricks up his sleeve for this one. Liberty 30, Ole Miss 27. Now, if you just you know, look at total defense, you would think that the Ole Miss defense is, quote, reeling. That's what you might think. But if you have watched them play at all over the last three weeks, you know that that unit is doing nothing but reeling. I mean, that that is the absolute last thing I would use to describe how the unit has played over the last three weeks. They absolutely played well enough to win, and they did in Knoxville. Played well, actually, and we've seen what that Tennessee offense is able to do. They went to Tuscaloosa and scored. Uh, Scored more than they did against Ole Miss in Tuscaloosa. They were in that game. They're explosive. And then flat out dominated LSU. Just flat out dominated LSU. The same LSU team that scored 49 points against Florida the week prior. And then three second half points on the Plains in Auburn. Is that a defense that's reeling, reeling right now? 
No, it's not. But you look at the total defense number, and some people have referenced that to us this week. And and that's just not how that group is playing at the moment. And it seems like they're healthy, too. So they're playing good football lately, and they're healthy. But no, they're reeling because that person hasn't watched you play. It's that simple. They haven't watched you because if you can watch Ole Miss play over the last three weeks and call their defense reeling, you have to get your eyes checked. Or, or you live in a different reality than this one. That's just the truth. I don't mean to be so harsh, but that's just the truth. Uh, they're playing good football right now for them, relatively speaking. Are they the best defense in America? No. Are, are they anywhere close? No. Are they playing well enough to win games against teams that are more talented than that of Liberty? Absolutely. Absolutely they are. Um, absolutely. Reeling defense. And I, I love the, oh, they're going to have some tricks up their sleeve. Well, anyway, anyway, just wanted to start with that. I do want to remind you also the podcast is brought to you. Before we get into the Kiffin injury thing, the podcast is brought to you by ABSMS.com, Advantage Business Systems. If you're in the market for office technology and you are anywhere in the state of Mississippi, anywhere, whether you're in Biloxi or Oxford or Olive Branch or anywhere in between East or West, if you're in the state of Mississippi, ABS, Advantage Business Systems, can service you. Office technology is what they do. Copiers and printers, mail machines, cloud storage, data security. If it's technology that belongs in the office, they can service you. ABSMS.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You've got a complimentary office technology assessment. Also, podcast, it's a little chilly outside, so it's a good time to make some chilly inside. If you're going to do that, go by LB. See Greg and the good people there and tell them I sent you and uh, get some meat. Whether you're going to brave the cold, it's not really that cold. It's cold for us, but it's not really that cold. If you're going to brave the cold and put something on the grill or do what I'm going to be doing here soon and make some good chili or um, some gumbo, you know, it's soup season. It's chili season. Uh, Get that started at LB's, best place in Mississippi to get your meat. They have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, but they're open on the weekends as well. You You want to cook with meat, that's the place to do it, right there in Oxford, and that is LB's. All right, earlier this week, Lane Kiffin, You know, the same Lane Kiffin that when asked about players who he knew were out for the season replied, we hope that they play this week, has offered up injury information uh, again, volunteering injury information. Lane Kiffin earlier this week said, uh, I believe this is on Rev Talk with David Kellum yesterday, that nine of the preseason starters, the guys, the starting 11 that were on this offense going into the season, did not practice this week. Nine of the 11 preseason starters did not practice this week. And my first thought was, okay, who are they? We know the three receivers, so Mingo, Drummond, and Sanders did not practice or are very, very limited in practice this week. Uh, He said on Wednesday at the teleconference, if the game was on Wednesday, none of them would play. So you got three. Uh, Ben Brown out for the year, so there's four. Rodgers out for the year. There's five. I assume Corral is also included in that. There's six. So who are the other three? Maybe Caleb Warren's not practicing. There's seven. Um, but but who are the other two? I, I, I don't know. I, honestly, I, I've, 
I, I can't quite figure out who else could it be. Like maybe they're limiting Ely because of the concussion deal. I, I don't know. But there's at least seven that I know of. But he presented the information that nine of the 11 are not playing. How many of those will play? It's a good question. I assume that uh, you will see Warren in some degree. I expect to see Matt Corral as well. Would not be surprised if all all three of the receivers did not play. But I, I was about to say that's not the point. That absolutely is the point. Their their offensive health is a huge, huge issue. And if none of the three receivers can go next week, for example, that's a game that I expect Ole Miss to lose. I mean, that, they need Drummond and they need Sanders to really conduct their offense the way they want to. But my question is, is Lane playing games again? And because it, it, this reminds me of what he did with Matt Corral before the LSU game. I mean, he's even doing this thing where he's sharing the articles again, quoting himself uh, about losing players. And he did that before the LSU game with Matt Corral. He said in the Monday press conference. And, and remember, this is a guy that does not ever talk about injuries, ever. He doesn't do it. He refuses to do it. Yeah, we hope they play this week. That, that, that's the the only answer that you get from him. He does not volunteer injury information. He doesn't answer when he's asked about it. But the one time he's done this before this week was about Matt Corral, where in the Monday press conference, where, again, he never talks about injuries, said that he might not even play in the game. And everybody knew he was going to play in that game. There was no doubt he was going to play. Was he hurt? Yeah, he's hurt. That kid is banged up, but he's still playing. And we knew, everybody knew he was going to play against LSU. And he did that thing where he he volunteered it on Monday and was sharing the articles from all the various places that covered him saying that Corral may not play, and he was posting all that all over Twitter. It would not stop talking about it. And Matt Corral played. We all knew that that was some form of gamesmanship. Of course it was. Well, now why is he doing this again? Because I don't think he's volunteering that information without motive, right? Because this isn't what he does. And, you know, maybe I'm way overthinking this. That's entirely possible. I'm I'm completely overthinking this. But he does not volunteer injury information at all. And regardless of what state fans have tried to say this week, he's not making excuses either. That's not what this is. He's not preempting excuses for the game because, again, The only other time he's done this is when Matt Corral was hurt but played and they beat the shit out of LSU. Excuse my language. Is he playing games again here? What is he doing with this? Because he doesn't volunteer injury information. Are guys closer to returning than he thinks? I don't know. Or maybe he's just being honest this time. I don't understand it. But the thing that, that strikes me when he does this, because he's sharing the articles on Twitter and all that again, is he's doing this for a reason, and it's not honesty. I I believe that a lot of these guys are hurt, did not practice this week. I I mean, I truly believe that. I really do. But there's something else, and I I wish I knew what it was. And I guess we'll find out, you know, Saturday morning. But something's up here. I don't know what it is, but something's up. Maybe it's just narrative building. It's possible that that's what it is. Because there's going there's going to be, and as I move to the next thing, 
I have been asked a lot this week about Corral's usage, about whether they should just play Altmeyer and rest him for AM. There's going to be, I think Neil McCready's the one that said this. I, I don't want to misappropriate if it wasn't him, but I think it was him. Uh, that, that said there's going to be over 20 NFL scouts there. I think it was Neil. There's going to be over 20 NFL scouts watching this game, watching the quarterback matchup between Matt Corral and Malik Willis. I wonder if there's not some narrative building here to where if and when Matt Corral outplays Malik Willis, you've got that to point to. Not only did he play well and play better than the other guy who was apparently in line to possibly be the first quarterback taken, he did it while he was injured, and he's got all these injuries around him. Look, this, this team is just a shell of themselves. They're all banged up. This is what he did. That's possible to me. Could also be narrative building for still a, a late Heisman run. If you listen to my live stream or the radio show, you've heard me say multiple times that Kenny Walker from Michigan State needs to be the front runner right now. The fact that anybody's talking about Bryce Young ahead of Walker, I think is a, a clear indicator of how broken college football coverage is because Bryce Young is not the most outstanding player on his team. He's been fine. In fact, he's been good. But the most outstanding player in college football? Hell no. Not even close, but he plays for Alabama, and so he gets propped up unnecessarily. People are talking about Bryce Young ahead of, of Walker, and I think that's a joke. People are talking about Caleb Williams ahead of Walker, and I think that's a joke. Kenneth Walker, to me, is right now the most outstanding player in college football, and of course that can change. I think Matt Corral right now is distant. But the beautiful thing is the Heisman is not awarded on November 5th. There's still a chance at least he gets invited to New York, which would be a huge thing for Kiffin, obviously, a huge thing for Ole Miss, obviously, and a big deal for Matt Corral, who deserves that kind of recognition. Because what he's done with this team, sticking around in Oxford, giving Lane Kiffin a chance, performing well, saying and doing all the right things, developing into a leader, battling his ass off despite being hurt and having no help around him, he deserves that kind of a, of a recognition. And I think internally they believe he can still get there. That maybe he can't win it now, but hell, if Ole Miss wins the next four games and he plays well, he certainly can. Uh, he certainly can. But that, they still believe, I think, that there's a shot for him to at least go to New York, which is a big deal. So there's NFL scouts there. There's a chance for him to go to New York still for the Heisman ceremony. Maybe he's just narrative building. Maybe he's talking about this to prop up his quarterback and make his performances look even better. I don't know. And, of course, there's a semblance of truth to this, more than a semblance. I mean, they're, they're hurt. Braylon Sanders has not been able to get on the field. Drummond is clearly hurt. Mingo has been on crutches. That's, I mean, You've seen him on the sidelines in crutches. Caleb Warren tried to play and, and really couldn't play a full game. You, you've had guys go down. Matt Corral had to get carted off the field. Probably got a probably got a shot or something and, and came back into the game. Like they are this isn't fake. Like it's not like they're magically healthy or anything. But I wonder if volunteering this information, which is out of character for him, is in part to try to narrative build or or hype up his guy, make his performance look even better. I don't know. I'm just always curious about that.
because this is the second time he's done it, and the first time was clearly gamesmanship. Well, what is it this time? Maybe narrative building. I don't know. To answer that question, though, what do you do with him? I think I think you have to play him. As much as I was impressed with Altmaier's five short passes on the Plains in Auburn, I mean, he he handled that situation quite well, all things considered. Um, I think Ole Miss will beat Liberty comfortably. I do. But between Malik Willis and, and Hugh Freeze, who's a good coach and will have his team ready and schemed well, although the talent gap is pretty stark, I don't think you can afford to just rest your quarterback if he can go in this game. I think you've got to... One, I, I still think, again, I, with scouts being there and stuff, the Ole Miss has an incentive uh, to play him anyway. And if Corral can go, I think he should go to help a lot of things. Outperforming Malik Willis on Saturday will will help in the eyes of the scouts that will be there and, and stuff like that. But on, on top of that, I think Liberty is just good enough to where you're going to need to play Corral at least until the game is uh, decided. Because I can I can see a situation where Malik Willis carries a team on his own and Ole Miss struggles without Corral and it gets kind of funky and you don't want to do that. I think if he can go, which it sounds like he's going to play, if he can go, you play him and you protect him. Whether it be you do not at all call any designed runs for your quarterback at all or even chances where the read says to run or you tell him you force him to slide early and not take any hits at all. Uh, you, you, you give a heavy dose of Snoop Connor and, and Ely and Parrish and you run the football a lot and just get the ball out of his hands quickly. You can protect your quarterback with how you call this game. I think that's what is most likely here is that he plays – and they protect him with how they, they call the game. That, that would be my guess. But I do think he has to play because Liberty's just good enough. They're just good enough uh, to make it uncomfortable if you don't try to put at least your best foot forward with a little protection. If that makes sense. If that makes sense. I would be fine if they rest all three wide receivers, even if maybe you know Drummond could try to give it a go again because, I mean, he's battled through it. Um, you're talented enough elsewhere uh, to win this game without those guys, but with Altmeyer, without those guys, I, I would have more doubts. So if he can go, you got to play him. You have to. And, and a lot of people are, are going to have their eyes on this game to watch the quarterback battle, and, and Matt Corral could really do some good for himself considering the attention this game's going to get, considering who he's going up against. Not Hugh Freeze, but Malik Willis. It's an, it, it, a dominating win here would go a long way for him, I think. If he especially outperforms Malik Willis and looks better, yes, I know Ole Miss is better than Liberty talent-wise, and maybe that won't have too much of an impact, but it will have some for sure. So play him, protect him, build a lead, take him out. 
Get him, protect him, build a lead, take him out. That's the strategy. That's how it should be. Um, anyway, two questions now. Ole Miss absolutely must do what? Abs- Ole Miss absolutely cannot do what if they want to win the game on Saturday? Ole Miss absolutely must show up. And what I mean by show up is not just get on the field and play. This is an Arkansas pine bluff. This is a team that will be schemed well, and they do have a very talented quarterback. But Ole Miss absolutely must be locked in and focused and ready to play. Because if they are, I do not envision a scenario in which Liberty can win this game. If Ole Miss is locked in, if Ole Miss plays well, if the defense continues to do a great job getting after the quarterback, which they've done for the last three weeks, Sam Williams is making himself more and more money uh, the, the more he plays. Uh, Campbell and Mark Robinson, and really the front five have been much better the, the last few weeks. I, I know the first half of Auburn was ugly, but again, three second half points on the road in Jordan Hare, you would have taken that 10 times over. I mean, no doubt about it. So if they show up, if they're locked in, if they're ready to play and they're focused and they execute, they will bury Liberty and, and do it in relatively short order. But they've got to do that. I mean, that's Ole Miss absolutely must show up focused, ready, and execute. And if that's the case, they will bury Liberty. Other teams that do not have the offensive line, even a banged up one that Ole Miss has, that do not have the offensive line that Ole Miss has, and definitely, sure as hell, don't have the running back room that Ole Miss has, have had great success running the football against Liberty. Uh, I expect Ole Miss to do the same. I watched the Syracuse game almost every snap, and Syracuse's defensive front was getting after Willis basically every snap. Uh, I expect Ole Miss to do uh, the exact same. So if they show up, if they're focused, if they're locked in and ready to play, the the talent gap is so stark that even Malik Willis can't even it to a point where they will win the game. So Ole Miss absolutely must simply just be focused, locked in, and ready to play. Almost absolutely cannot let Willis run wild and beat them by himself. Uh, if you look at Liberty and what they've done, it is almost exclusively the Malik Willis show. That's really all it is. It, it is him. I mean, he has more, uh, he's got like 50 more carries than their next leading rusher. He's got double the yards as their next leading rusher, and obviously he throws the football. He is the quarterback after all. Uh, he can beat you with his legs. I expect Ole Miss to have a spy on him every play, whether it be Chance Campbell, Robinson, or, or maybe Otis Reese, Jacob Springer, something like that. He will be accounted for in the run game always because I do expect Ole Miss to be able to get home and get pressure with just three. I don't think they're going to have to do a bunch of crazy exotic blitzes to get to the quarterback. I expect Sam Williams uh, – in that defensive front to really wreak havoc based on what I've seen from Liberty's front. So it will free up some chances for you to spy him and make sure he can't beat you with his legs because he is really all they got. He's all they got. And so if they don't let Willis beat them with his legs, extend plays with his legs, uh, if they force him to stay in the pocket, which will not last very long, uh, they will win the game. Simply put, they will win the game. Ole Miss has more talent, even without the receivers, than that of Liberty, and it's really not even close. Um, If they don't let Willis beat them on the ground, they can force him into mistakes, they will be able to pressure him, and he will struggle. It's that simple. 
So show up, play, be focused, ready, execute early. And if you're able to contain Willis in the run game, you will win this game rather comfortably. At least that's uh, at least that's how I see it. Plenty of tickets st- still available. I don't expect the crowd to be all that great, which you know maybe for the best. Um, next week though will be uh, will be nuts with uh, Texas A and M. Got to win this one first though. Got to win this one first tomorrow morning. Uh, I did in my picks on my live stream take Ole Miss minus uh, the nine and a half. Uh, again, a heavy dose of Snoop Connor, heavy dose of Jerry and Ely. Run the football 65 times in this game. Just just run it right at them. When teams have done that, Liberty is unable to stop it, and they have not come anywhere close, anywhere close to seeing a backfield or an offensive line like the one Ole Miss uh, will show them on Saturday. So line up, run the football, pound it at them. I was going to make a joke. Not going to make a joke. Uh, run it right at them and win this game comfortably and move on. Get healthy for a big game with Texas A&M next weekend. But in the meantime, y'all enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Weather's going to be nice, a little chilly, but really nice for an 11 a.m. kickoff. 11 a.m. kickoffs stink for the people that get to go to games. It sucks. I, I hate it for you, but try to enjoy it. And uh, you only get three more home games with Matt Corral. Enjoy them while uh, while they're there. In the meantime, y'all have a great rest of your day. And uh, join me on my live stream Saturday night. Saturday night, find me on YouTube. My name, Michael Borkies. All you have to do, find me on YouTube. Just search my name. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I will do a, I've done it every week, a uh, late Saturday night uh, college football wrap-up show on my YouTube channel. So find me there. Find me on YouTube. And uh, I'll see you guys then, hopefully. And uh, back here with a post-game recap as well. Y'all have a good one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.